It's bonus pod 177. You find the dilapidated old warehouse on the skirts of Edinburgh. You're getting flashbacks to the, the secret comedy bar from last week. You've been recovering since then. It's quite the night, but you're ready to put yourself back out there again. You're pacing outside. You smoke a cigarette. Come on, you can do this, you can do this. And you throw on the ground. You walk up to the door. And the eye thing opens up. Password. Um, uh, uh, password. And you say it. Uh, um, uh, sp- spang- sp- um, sp- expensive salmon. And he looks at you for a bit, and for a second you think, oh no, was it expensive? And sh- the thing closes. The door opens up. You're in. You're in the rave. <laughs> People are, are hanging from the ceiling, dancers, acrobats. There are a couple of women dancing. And men. Come on. French 2022. Dancing in suspended cages made of gold. But there's no time to get into that now. People are screaming. All your favorite comedians are there in the rave, dancing, moshing. There's... Um, there's uh, there's Joanna Pipes, there's um, Jimmy McCrack, there's um, there's um, A- Abyssinia soon, there's um, <laughs> there's there's Mark Panel, and oh my God, it's Enrico Toaster. And <laughs> just looked at a toaster, and 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 you see up on the stage is a DJ. Spinning the disc, people losing their mind. You can't see who this DJ is because they're wearing as a mask. It's a big um, grey friars bobby head. The dog who who stood by his owner's grave. It's that. It's really. It's like exactly perfect replication of the dog's head, but it's big enough for the whole head to be in. So grey friars bobby's DJ. And in like LED lights above him, the word just. Grey Friars like that, really. Ooh, people like ah. People throwing him dog treats. And he's like ah. And you, uh, you're dancing away. You're having such a great time. You're sweating. You're sweating. You're sweating. And uh, and then suddenly the music stops, and Grey Friars Bobby looks at you, and he points with one paw at you. And he turns his finger around and he goes, wink, 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 and put, get back in you onto stage. And you're like, me, you look around behind you, like, huh? and you start pointing at yourself, me. And everyone looks at you and they in unison go, yes, he means you, you, you. And you go, okay, you walk up to Grey Friars Bobby and you climb on the. D- uh, there's a bit of feedback because you get on the stage and get behind it and you go, what, what is it? And Grey Friars Bobby says, beneath the mat, are you sure you're supposed to do here? And you're like, well, yes, I, I gave the password. Expensive salmon. Expensive salmon, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> am, am I not supposed to be here? And Greyfriars Bobby goes, I think you're supposed to be somewhere else. Um, and you go, oh gosh, where am I supposed to be? 
and he goes, You're supposed to be dancing on the ceiling. And he plays the next track that is really indistinguishable from the last track he played, but everyone loses their minds. <laughs> Welcome to Bonus Part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran out of places to go there. <laughs> and yeah. I knew I had to end it. I knew I had to end it. Yeah, you were boxed in. I got boxed in. To but a there was warehouse. a lot to enjoy. On the way, the journey was fun, but... My great far as Bobby DJ head, genuinely great. <laughs> like, genuinely, there's not a DJ in Edinburgh doing that by yeah. the end of the week. If you, if the, if, if you watched, like, if... Who's the guy who, who came up with Breaking Bad and stuff? Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. If he made like one of his title style shows based in Edinburgh, yeah, there would be a rave where someone had like a gray the DJ had a gray fries Bobby yeah. head, and it'd and be quite that's that's a good idea. Yeah, it'd be quite frightening because of like the little the little black eyes, and yeah, Terrier's face, yeah, kind of looking, yeah, and the, with like a tight little cheesy tartan hat or not. I think maybe that's too much. Yeah. I think just the head, because it's, it's so recognizable, just his head. Yeah, and, and, and the amount... Even with the worn-out nose. Yeah. He's got, uh, his nose has been worn out from all the touching. It's like a gold nose. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, and uh, a big LED grey fryers. That was funny. Yeah. And Again, uh, we don't appear in this one, though. We're another one that we don't appear. We're in the crowd. We're in the crowd. I think the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh bonus pod intros, we're just assumed in the crowd. We're implied because we're at the fringe. Exactly. We yeah. were dancing behind Mark Pennell. Mark Panel. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mark Panel, as a sort of like contemptuous made up name for a lot of comedians, is perfect. <laughs> Mark Panel. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of panel shit. Yeah, man. Of course. He's so panel, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, Mark Panel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if a comedian ever like butts into conversation to tell a joke, yeah. Like in, a, in an aggressive way, yeah. you go, all right, Mark Panel. All right, Mark Panel. <laughs> You're not on eight out of 10 lies now. Mark trying Panel. To, uh, trying to get in the edit, are you, Mark Panel? Oh, you're trying to mock the news that I've got for you. <laughs> Mark Panel. <laughs> it's great as well because like all all the most ubiquitous panel show comedians have names like Mark. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like Mark, but Oh, there's only Mark Watson that I can think who actually is a Mark who's on Well, there's panel like shows. Mark, David, Hugh, Tom, Matt. Like the the yes. generic like top ten kind of like Top ten White guy West, Western boy names. Western boy names. Western boy names. Um, yeah, Mark Panel, very good. Yeah. Mark Steele. Of course, Mark Steele. But yeah, Mark Panel, perfect. Mark Panel. Um, I also was laughing with a um, friend of the pod and former guest of the pod and good comedian Stuart Laws. Yeah. Um, about Suzette Peters <laughs> from last week. He <laughs> said, so they're all there, Suzette Peters. <laughs> If anyone listening could be bothered to make a list of the comedians at their bar in the last bonus pod and in this one, yeah, and posting it on Twitter, we could end up doing some new merch based on that. That's Cause, true. Because we've like, got the jazz names poster. We could do like a, a page of the fringe guide with with yes. all the comedians in them and the, like a photo. Yes, Abyssinia soon is one of the is a fantastic <laughs> name. <laughs> it does sound like the name of like um like a sort of eighties synth soul. Artist, right? Yeah, a sort of like um, a Shaka Khan kind of name. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally. With that kind of like new black consciousness, like embracing Africa in right, the yeah. Abyssinia soon. Abyssinia soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I go to Abyssinia soon solo show any day of the week. 
Uh, well, she takes a day off on, on Mondays. So uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the raving. Yeah, because of the raving on Sundays. Um, Have you ever been to a rave? Have I been to a rave? Like one of those proper ones that you hear about oh, in people's memoirs? Not really. Not Those are like, that was like the 90s. <laughs> Well, I'm too young to have gone to the ones in the 90s and mm. too uncool to have gone to the ones that have survived since. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so, no. I, I mean, I, I'm too anxious. I just, I just put on my own. That's how desperate I was. Yeah. How, that's how the few I was being invited to. I just put on my own. I'm too anxious. Anxious. Yeah. Yeah, drive out to the woods. I know. That's too much. It just feels like the bit of a horror film where they're showing you how foolhardy the teens are. <laughs> Look how far into the woods they are. Isn't that foolhardy? Yeah. And then one of them, like, even if it's not like a monster or a killer, it's just like you break your ankle and there's bone sticking out and it's like, <sighs> you're just in the woods. No one even knows you're there. There's no road. You like get a helicopter to land on the rave and uh, fly you out, you know? Uh, just these like disaster scenarios yeah. occur to me like even when I'm considering it because I'm a lot it's, of fun. It's the kind of thing that I always think and maybe it's a result of my um, my excellent parenting. Not my <laughs> parenting, my own parents' parenting. Yeah. In that, 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 that sort of thing feels so such a brash, dangerous thing to do that if something bad were to happen to me, I'd deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like by being so brash and foolhardy yeah. like a kid in a folk tale Yes. You're you're removing the reason for the story to save you later. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your humility's been removed and that means you're fair game for the universe. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I've opened myself up to the narrative to decimate me. Yes, exactly. To teach the better kids that they were right. Yes. I mean uh, yeah, I'm into cautionary tale um um territory. Totally, yeah. You're the guy now being whispered about. Yeah. In 10 years. Also, I don't know if you ever had this sensation. You have this vague awareness in the back of your head that when things do go wrong at the fun, cool thing, you are the one in trouble. And like the, yes. bad, the bad kids who always did it always just seem to like live to fight another day. Yeah, I'm the one in trouble because I'm the one that should have known better. The rest yeah. were never going to know better. Or they have such rat-like cunning that they were never caught. <laughs> yes. Yes. At yeah. school, every time, whenever I dabbled in, in trouble at school... The other kids, it's like they they knew like secret paths or <laughs> like roots in the walls, and they yeah, they would like spin into yeah. a cloak. And like, <laughs> so where did they go? How are they so fast? And then they were gone. Yeah, and you're just there holding, you know, I don't know, ten dildos. Yeah, it's like, sir, they're not my dildos, sir. So it wasn't for pranking; it, it's for art. <laughs> don't give me that art nonsense, boy. You're going to put dildos on the portraits. You're going to finish each and every one of those dildos <laughs> to teach you a lesson. You're going to have sex with a full pack of dildos. <laughs> so you never <laughs> want to do it again without feeling sick. <laughs> oh, sir, don't sir me. Get fucking. Get pegging, boy. <laughs> pegging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, the, you just the pegged, school mascot. <laughs> pegging. That's what he's there for. Pegging. That sounds like a surname of... Like someone at a, a public school. Alan Pegging. Alan Pegging. He started the sort of shows that Mark Panel is now so popular on. <laughs> he was BBC comedy commissioner in the 80s. <laughs> Alan Pegging discovered Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, <laughs> Emma Thompson. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I wish I was better at being in trouble. I hate it. I hate, even at this age, I hate being in trouble. I hate being late. Yeah, I've uh, this is I've I've got, I've come to, I've become okay with being late, which I didn't used to. I become okay with being late if I have a reason that I can look into someone's eyes and say, "Here it is." 
if it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And they, as another adult, would be the unreasonable one to deny me it. Yeah, that's fair. Because then fair. I'm winning manners, manners war. Yeah. This is my yeah. spicy opinion for this uh, week. Yeah. I think lateness should carry more. Uh, of more consequence. More stigma. More stigma. Mm. Um, and I I know this is hypocritical because I, I've just confessed that I've become okay with lateness myself, but I think I wouldn't have if if there were real consequences to being late. I started being late when I I turned up late and people go, Oh, that's fine. And you go, yeah. Oh. The, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like finding out that you could just fart. <laughs> And you go, what? I could have just the whole time. I could have just been f- just like <laughs> just like everywhere I go, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. we would just wait for you. Oh, I mean, unless there's an exam or an interview, <laughs> and even in an interview scenario, people are odds are they'll be running late, and you'll be fine. Yeah, if you're late. Yeah. Aside from those situations, yeah, go for it. Or you've just there's missed literally out. nothing anyone can do. I think society has encouraged lateness because of how many scenarios in which the person in charge of when something starts either is late or has built in an artificial delay. Uh, so they want you there at two o'clock for the interview. Yeah. But they don't think they'll be free by two necessarily. They just are planning on it. And you're in a waiting room and uh-huh. they're just quickly finishing that call. Yep. They're late now, actually. Right. But they're in charge. It's, you're, on, you're in their office. or Yeah, yeah, you're on their time. Yeah, exactly. Or dentists, the Odeon. Mm-hmm. When, it, no. when, have you, when have you gone to the GP and been seen at the time you were told? Never. I think cinemas should have zero ads and trailers and the movies start, it should start exactly on time. Yeah. And I think this, in a sort of trickle-down effect, everyone will start being on time to things. I think that's right. I think cinemas taught people to be late. Yeah, we're all living on trailer time. Yeah, because it happens at the fringe with stand-up shows and you go, the stand-up show is one of nine in the venue during the day. Yeah. There's like a 15-minute turnaround. It's really sweaty. We're trying to clear all the hot air out yeah. for the next show. Um. It's an hour-long show, and in the brochure, it says from six till seven. Yeah. That's the hour. You know how we said it was an hour-long show? Mm. And people arrive at like ten past six, and they go, oh, can I just get seven drinks? <laughs> They're all mojitos. Fresh crushed mint leaves, please. <laughs> you go, no. <laughs> what the fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah. This is not a jazz bar. <laughs> this is not JFK's Las Vegas Pad? Yeah. This is a theater. His music gigs have uh, have have misled a lot of the public. Yeah. Um, as to the, the 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 punctuality of shows. Funny, the, the, I guess the assumption is the silly, unserious clown people. They're not going to be on time. Yeah. Oh, they'll be honking if their the, nose and there'll be a banana peel. If the musicians whose job is literally timing to keep time, <laughs> to keep time, start late, then surely the stupid clowns will not be on time. Yeah. The guy who's act. The guy whose show is called. Mr. Bongo's fart, fart, bum time. <laughs> he won't be a real stickler for the rules. Surely, look at his posters. I doubt he even owns a watch with a name like that. Mr. Fart, fart, bum time? No way. No way, Mr. Bongo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's the opposite way around. We don't have like bad opening acts or whatever. Well, I mean like we don't have like, not bad, but you know what I mean? Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to see a radio head or something. There's like four opening bands or. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the strike. We're the... We're, it's that terrible irony we've hit upon. So many people have said to me, by the way, Filippo, mm. uh, how struck they were by your thing of uh, we live in very unserious times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And comedians oh. want to be serious and serious people want to be funny and it makes right. it impossible to do any good satire because you're in this like death 
swap. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. No, you you got through to the to the people. That's cut through. That's cut through, that's baby. Cut through right there. That's cut through, baby. Mark Panel wishes he had cut through <laughs> like that. Mark Panel wishes he has insights like that. <laughs> Do you think people? This would be an interesting sort of um, uh, Kahneman-esque actually experiment. Um, a show that starts at says it starts at six p.m. and a show that says it starts at six fifteen p.m. Which one do you think will have more people turning up late? Ooh. I think more people turn up late to the six p.m. Um, I, I was about, yeah. You know what? I think you're right because yeah. six fifteen people go. Well, that's that's fifteen minutes past six, which in my head is a starting time. Yes, that's, that's taking the piss. That's very specific. Six fifteen. Six fifteen. They won't specify that. Whereas six, that's like oh, six. And yeah, I think you'd start to see an increase in lateness again as you hit six thirty. Yeah, and then down yes. again at six forty-five, ah. and then up to seven, same as six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the halfway, half-time things, the hour and the half the hour, mm-hmm. are the, vague the, th- movie theater times. Yes, it all comes back to the the audience. If you said the show starts at three fifty-seven, <laughs> I would I've no idea what would happen. <laughs> People would probably think it was a funny little part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> 357 no no later no sooner <laughs> um or how people just can't budget going to the toilet yeah they've had four pints and they go well i won't have a pee now just before the show starts i'll have a pee in the middle of the show mm. that'll be good you know i'm 32 years old and i still have not got a grip on what needs to happen for me to need a wee you know how sometimes I'll I will I will drink a pint of water and then sit for three hours and not do the wee. Yeah. And then another time I'll have a tiny sip <laughs> of juice, and then I have to do two wees in seven minutes, <laughs> two separate wees. I do one wee, finish it, and then and then in five minutes again I've got I've got to do a new fresh wee. Your bladder. A new full wee. Your bl- what? <laughs> It's, it seems completely improvised, made up. Your, bla- your bladder's been filled up by the kindly diner waitress of piss. <laughs> You're running low there, sugar? Freshen you up, honey. Freshen you up, honey. It's <laughs> a big thing of piss right into your dick. <laughs> is it decaf? Sure is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I empathize with that to an extent. Yeah, sometimes you just go, well, I'm, today I'm Captain Piss. <laughs> <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a lot of logic behind it. Yeah. The weirdest one is when you do three massive pisses in quite quick succession and they're all so fairly dark. Right, yeah. It's like, where you go, well, been, like full of poison? Where have you been hiding this? <laughs> do I have a swim bladder? <laughs> full of pain? Uh, 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 yeah, it is mysterious. But I, I still think like, you know, he was a controversial figure, Phil. Um, your namesake, the prince. Oh, Prince Philippe. Prince Filippo, the Duke of Edinburgh. But to all intents and purposes, a racist man. Right. In, in the kind of granddad flavor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Prince Philippe, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Or Princey Philippi. Um, not not a BNP flavor. No. But a granddad flavor. Granddad flavor. Um, yeah, yeah. Confident granddad flavor. Confident gra- granddad who knows he's a prince. Yeah. Prince granddad. Prince granddad. As he liked to be called. Yeah, yeah, that, that's part of our series. Uh, it's Grandma Caveman and Prince Granddad. They, what a couple they'd make. <laughs> Bob Fish Clink. Be quiet, woman. <laughs> Just being really horrible. <laughs> Prince Granddad. 
Um, and King Baby. King uh, Baby. The Dauphin. Um, but good piece of advice that I kind of only really heard him, heard from Prince Philip uh, when he died. Yeah. Never leave a place where you can go to the toilet without going to the toilet. <laughs> right. Great advice. And that wasn't just something he came to require in his old age, but something you think applies to us. I think he said that as a man whose job is to sit through meetings and big presentations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or to stand for two hours outside of primary school and yeah. to always just be in a place where you can't go away and come back without everyone knowing you've done a piss. Yeah. And Prince Granddad can't be Prince Pissy Granddad. Unacceptable. My father gave me, uh, gave me a similar piece of advice. I, I like pieces of advice that are just purely practical. Yeah, exactly. And stand up to test of time. My father's was always... Always keep a paper napkin. Yes. If there's a paper napkin on the table, you've had a meal of it, just put it in your pocket. You, it. you will need it eventually. You will need it. Correct. And um, I live by that every day. It's good advice. Yeah. As long as you remember not to wash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then you, what you end up with is a shirt with a breast pocket that's full of a sort of <laughs> mulchy bla- brown fluff that is impossible to get rid of. Or a full pair of jeans that looks like it's sort of just got kind of wispy white pubes all over it. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. But still worth it. Still, still worth it. As long as you remember, to ch- I, I check. you should check your pockets before you put them in the washing machine. Check your pockets. Anyway. Yeah, you should check your pockets. Um, that's true. But I did. I do think like, I because I, I used to often get caught short on like the night bus or on the tube home, you know, closing time, pubs are shutting drain your pint mm. right quick let's go let's get the tube mm. it's always time for a piss because you've been drinking so you don't think you need a piss yeah you're numb you're right yeah and the second you sit on the tube and you go ha, ah, just a 40 minute tube ride to the oh no <laughs> and it's like you're pregnant yeah with yeah. a balloon of piss the likes of which humanity has never seen i needed to pee at the start of the show last night we both went to see yeah and i was like oh no but it was such a grand show that you thought, I can't get back in. I can't get back in. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hold on to it. And you know what? I was all right. Yeah. And that's because I had no choice. Yes. If I have no choice, I can live with them something. Yeah. If there's an, an option dangling in front of me to sneak out and go to the toilet, I'll, that'll be torture for the whole thing. But because there's no, literally no choice, yeah. fine. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like uh, you're, you're fine at holding in whatever's trying to burst out of you until you're about to open the toilet door. Um, when you're close yeah. to pro- when you're close to home or close to proximity, and your body's going, we're, ne- we're near, <laughs> we're near. Yes, exactly. Yeah, your yeah. body's like that one guy in the burglary gang who just gets a bit excited and starts whooping and throwing <laughs> the money in the air. It's like how most car accidents happen within three miles of your home or something, or oh, like yeah. a mile of your home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most shitting yourself happens within. Uh, sight of the toilet yeah <laughs> John Hastings yeah, uh, I was just thinking about his joke. great bit this year about that which is really very funny if you go see him um, yeah good advice though from from Prince Grandad mm. a mm. man who almost certainly never pissed himself as a result but looks like he does did all the time looks like he was never not pissing <laughs> towards the end <laughs> Although, poor Prince Grandad poor Prince Grandad to be fair he looked better than um, Excuse me. A burp. He looked better than um, me and uh, Glenn Moore, friend, comedian, etc. 
Yeah. I've always discussed how whenever you see a news story about like, this is the oldest woman in the world. <laughs> they look dead. Yeah. They look yeah. like a Peruvian, uh, like a, 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 an Andes mummy. Mm-hmm. Where they've been mummified by altitude. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, and they've got this like vacuum nozzled mouth. like. Yeah. And then like, it's like. Um, they look like flies. Uh, kind yeah. of. There's a, something not human about them at all. And like Mary Louise is 127 yeah. years old. And you're, and you're like, like oh. is that good? Is she happy about that? <laughs> Does she know? Is this by her choice? Does she know? <laughs> Does she know she's that old? Yeah, and then there's like a picture of, 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 of this like a happy birthday, <laughs> and there'll be like this cake that she obviously can't have because she'll die from flavor. <laughs> I'll be like seventy great great grandchildren all around going like hey, yeah. and you'll be like oh god, and she'll be there in the middle like this mummy, this totem, <laughs> like a raisin. Yeah. Ugh. You always just think, is that worth it? I don't think so. Life for life's sake, I, I don't think it's worth. You don't just want to be a ghost. You'd want to be a ghost. It's at that point, it's more fun to be a ghost. To be mobile. A mobile ghost flying about. A mobile, a mobile ghost. Mm. Not a landline ghost. <laughs> Tethered to a wall. Oh no. Ugh. Ay ay ay. No, no good at all. Well, if we keep living like we live at the fringe, Phil, that won't be a problem. Oh no, absolutely. We're not getting. A, po- a, a card from the Queen anytime soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Prince Grandad records for us. Mm, no, no, thank you. Um, um, but as I say that, Phil, I look at my watch and I must go and get ready for my own show Okay, okay. to hopefully amuse other patrons. Okay, sure, sure. Fantastic. Well, have a wonderful show. Thank you, mate. You too. Have a good time. You're on at nine? Um, I'm on at nine o'clock. And you've just, just added an extra, extra, extra show. Extra show, 10.30 this Sunday, the 21st. Ooh. Some tickets left. Go see it. Um, but till next week, love you. Bye-bye. Bye.